This is the High School Football America podcast for April the 23rd, 2020. I'm Jeff Fisher. The High School Football America podcast is brought to you by GameStrat, America's premier sideline instant replay system with outstanding reliability and customer service and different plans priced right for every coach's budget. To get a demo, go to GameStrat.com or click on the GameStrat banner ad located on every page of HighSchoolFootballAmerica.com. Heading to Southern California, my favorite place on earth. Miss it oh, so much because there are so many great friends out there, especially in the coaching ranks. And this guy uh, ranks right up near the top. Don't anybody else get mad at me but Jason Negro at St. John Bosco. Not because it's a great football program, but Jason is a quality individual that I got to know very well during our time out there. And he's uh, stepping in here. And I just it just dawned on me as I'm talking here, Coach, that uh, we haven't had you on since you were unanimous national champ. So, hey, hey national champ, welcome to the show. <laughs> Hey, thanks, Jeff. It's, uh, it's a pleasure to be here, like always. And yeah, you're missing a, an amazing little weather stretch that we're having here in oh. Southern California. I'm sit, sitting in my backyard, and it's about 85 degrees in front of the pool here. And uh, it's just really nice uh, that you're locked up and have an opportunity to enjoy some great weather. But uh, I don't know how you guys are doing in Georgia, but it's pretty special out here in California. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, it's great to have you on here. By the way, you just dropped a notch in my algorithm. Rollo's now number one. Jason's not number two. No. Rollo lives in a Rollo lives in a much bigger house than me. I'm sure he's been around a little bit longer and has accumulated a little bit more finances. So oh. don't feel too bad for Coach Rollo. No, but I do have to throw a shout out to him because uh, I texted him the other day on his birthday. I says, "Hey, happy birthday, Coach!" Yeah. And I was telling him how much I was enjoying our grandkids here in Georgia. And he said, "As a matter yeah. of fact, Fish, I am at the hospital now. My oldest daughter is giving birth to a another grandkid." And I said, "Well." Congratulations! Yeah. What a birthday gift! So we'll 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 throw out Rollo a happy birthday and uh, congrats on being a little bit older since you got another grandkid. <laughs> uh, absolutely, I think it's about time for him to retire, man. So, <laughs> turn the reins over and let us compete with someone else. I mean, I've been keep trying to talk to him every time uh, I, I see him. It's, you know, telling him that he needs to enjoy being a grandpa and and, and stepping away from coaching if he wants. So mm-hmm. he just doesn't listen too well. And off the record, he'll tell you that he would not know what the heck to do. <laughs> if he ever stepped away from yeah. the great profession of coaching. But anyway, back to the, uh, the the job at hand. Since it just dawned on me that we haven't talked since then, uh, tell me a little bit about what it's been like to uh, you know be the, the guy that finished at the top of every national ranking service. It had to be one joyous uh, Christmas and New Year, and the, the party's probably still going on there in Bellflower, I would think. Yeah, you know, it's been uh it's been an amazing ride, you know, since late November all the way through the the holidays and and now all of a sudden in this unprecedented times that we're in and the first thing that I would like to, you know, to be really thankful for is the fact that we got, you know, our season in and I just cannot imagine what these spring sport coaches and players yeah. and families are having to go through right now with, you know, not being able to celebrate um, you know, such a joyous occasion like we were able to do, you know, you, you really have an opportunity to sit back and kind of reflect on, you know, how lucky we were and how fortunate it, uh, that, that we were that, you know, we're just a month and a half or two months away from, from that affecting our season. And now going into 2020, you know, who knows what's going to happen with the start of the season. So uh, it's been an amazing ride. You know, we're really excited. We're a little bummed out right now because our ring production has stopped. <laughs> so we haven't <laughs> been able to receive our rings, but um, I think that will be the culminating event once we get that. But, 
man, what an amazing 2019 we had. I just could not be more proud of my program and my kids and the families and the entire Brave Nation. We, yeah, we pulled that out of a hat, but at the end of the day, um, we, we had a pretty impressive season, no doubt. Yeah, no doubt with a with a great uh, schedule and, and who you beat along the way, mm-hmm. including you know getting the, the one back against Mater Day that propelled you mm-hmm. to the national championship. Jason Negro is on the line from St. John Bosco in Bellflower, California, and uh, we're going to spend a lot of time looking forward here, but I, I do want to look back a little bit since I said we hadn't had you on since that time. And mm-hmm. you know, one of the questions that I, I, I wanted to ask you, and, and when we talked about this before, you do not uh, shirk away from the question of you know what's it about yeah you want to win the trinity league you want to win state but a national championship was important to you um so 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 now now that you got that one under there i'm assuming that you just made the bullseye a little bit bigger is is that is an that an accurate statement meaning do it again (laughs) oh i mean we're certainly going to try i'll tell you that uh, you know, I think that's something that you aspire when you, you know, get into high school. And I'm very, very fortunate. I've spoken about this before. You know, I happen to be at a school that provides me a platform that I can compete for a national title. And there's not very many schools out there in the country that 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 do. And and I, I, I'm the first to admit as well is this is mythical. You know, it's not like, you know, it's all 100 percent settled on the field. Um, you know, I think in 2016, you know, we finished number two in the country, but we actually played number one Bishop Gorman that year, and they beat us um, in California in a very tight ball game. But, um, you know, we know it's mythical, but we know that if you put yourself in position by scheduling a really tough uh, non-league schedule, which I think we did, playing five teams from out of the state of California, um, you know, from DeMatha to Don Bosco Prep, good counsel, you know, Liberty and Mililani from Hawaii, that, that's a pretty good, you know, mm. five-week stretch. And then you have to go through our league, and the Trinity League is, you know, one of the toughest leagues in the country. And, you know, in our showcase, we were three for three in those games. Modern Day beat in St. Francis. You know, um, Jay Sarah beat Milton, and we beat uh, good counsel. So it kind of showed our league against some other top teams in the country. And then going into the playoffs where you have to play teams, um, you know, like Corona Centennial or Oaks Christian and, and people like that, it's certainly no joke. And then you have to finish it off by beating one of the most historical programs in the history of high school football, De La Salle. So to be able to go through that schedule and to be able to um, avenge the loss to modern day and, and to come out on top with, with a CIF championship and a state title, it, it certainly put us in the, in the conversation for a national title. And I don't think you could dispute who we played that 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 we were probably the top ranked team in the country. No, my algorithm said it, it, it was. In fact, I remember texting you that night. I had I gave you a little bit of a mm-hmm. a, a preview yeah. <laughs> to what was about to happen the next day. Yeah. But I, you know, I I I, I tend not to um, show any kind of preferential treatment. But as I said, you're a, you're a class mm-hmm. act, and I just you know felt Thanks. so much pride for you and and what you put into that and your staff and the kids and the the community there. It, it's it was just a great thing. And uh, before we start looking ahead um you know it's it's you know we we watch all the major league uh, professional teams right they get those big uh, parades and all that uh, you guys even <laughs> held one what was that like i i yeah. saw some video of all that that had to be a whole lot of fun it was amazing you know the city of bellflower reached out for us it's a very proud community um you know we're kind of in southeast la area um you know kind of in between la and orange county and 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 we're a very proud community and i think the city did an amazing job by setting it up and they had a lot of dis, uh, distinguished people in attendance. And we basically started at city hall and got on a bunch of different types of makeshift floats and came down Bellflower Boulevard, which we happen, um, St. John Bosco just happens to be on Bellflower Boulevard, which is the main drag down the city. And, uh, when we got to about a block away from school, 
uh, the entire student body, our faculty, our, our, our families and everybody lined the street. And then we pulled into campus and, and everybody kind of filed into the stadium and we had, you know, a stage set up in, in the middle of the stadium. And, and we just had an amazing celebration and it was a time for us to be able to kind of thank a lot of people and just show everybody how appreciative we were as a program to have as much support as we did. But uh, it wasn't, it wasn't millions of people there, but it, it was pretty good. And I think we had a pretty good showing for a little school from Bellflower. Yeah, no doubt about it. Jason Negro is on the line. St. John Bosco, the uh, defending now uh, mythical national champs and all the national ranking services across the, across the board, which was really, really great. And uh, you, you mentioned that you're, or you were rubbing it in that you're sitting out back in beautiful <laughs> Southern California weather. It's raining here in Atlanta as I take this, but um, let's, let's talk a little bit about it. I, I think, uh, but I, I'm going to do two things at one. A, it looks like you're now a YouTube star, and we'll we'll get to that question in a second. <laughs> but um, uh, you were talking yesterday on your because I watch it by the way. I see you doing a nice job there. Yeah. You, might, you might have you might have a career as an actor after this. You're in Hollywood after all. But but my question is this: uh, Spring ball was supposed to start, uh, mm-hmm. and uh, you talked about being bummed, and, and certainly safety is first here. I mean, we're joking a lot and having fun to take people's thoughts off of it. But I mean, mm-hmm. how how disappointing. Is it right now to know that, you know, we could be playing a little football, which would take our minds off of it, but again, safety first. Yeah, without question. I mean, here we're sitting on a Thursday at 2.40 my time, and we'd probably be in meetings or in the weight room right now getting ready for our fourth day of spring practice. And, you know, it's super um, disappointing. You know, you feel bad, obviously, for the kids. You feel bad for for the communities, and you feel bad um, for all these people that have put in so much time, effort, and energy uh, to try to prepare something. I mean, we've done a lot of work since January to kind of put us in position to have a great spring practice and try to go make another run at this. And then the rug was kind of pulled out from underneath us. But at the end of the day, it is about safety. It's about taking care of our young men and making sure that they're okay because, you know, high school football is just a very small piece of of the grand scheme of life. And, And I think our kids, um, are going to learn something out of this. And the number one thing is they're going to learn to appreciate what they have. Mm-hmm. You know, we constantly talk about at the end of practice, hey, man, you know, you can't get that practice back. Do, you know, did you practice as hard as you possibly could? You know, now that message is going to resonate with all of our guys. They're going to be able to say, man, how quickly can it get pulled away? If you want to know, just go ask the spring sport kids and ask them, you know, what their feelings are, if they would like to have one more practice or one more game. Um, something like that. So it is difficult. It's a frustrating situation, but I think that we as a country, and and I know us here in the state of California have done an amazing job of of heeding to the orders of our governor and and our state officials, and we're staying home and and we're getting healthy and we're going to be able to take a crack at this real soon. So I'm excited about what's in store for the future. Yeah, well, as I've been saying, if you haven't heard any of my podcast, I'm Mr. Positive, Mr. Manifest. I I believe Mm -hmm. there will be a season. And and, and Coach, Mm -hmm. um, you know, you you said something there about, you know, learning about yourself. And and one of the questions I've been asking all of coaches, all of the coaches here on the podcast, what have you learned about yourself during this time? And I'm not talking about being the X and O guy with the big whistle and all that. What have you learned about yourself through COVID-19? Um, I think I've learned a whole lot of, of about perspective, you know, just kind of where you're at and, and you know, the point of view of which you're, you, which you're viewing things and, and realizing, you know, how quickly things can be taken away. And then I, on the, uh, you know, to, to add on to that, I think another thing that I've learned is a whole lot of patience, you know, I mean, you know, I'm in a leadership position, so I have to be patient. Um, I can't show how frustrated I am. I have a bunch of, uh, a group of kids and coaches that are looking for me for advice and, 
to, to try to bring a little positivity. And I think that's what we're trying to do in our program is uh, trying to stay in contact with our kids, trying to stay in contact with my coaches and trying to put a plan together. That's going to be, you know, feasible for us to be able to return, you know, in a manner to where we are going to have a season and things like that. So in terms of me internally, I would have to say I've gained a lot of perspective on how, how fortunate I am to have this particular job that I have because it's special. Being a high school football coach is probably one of the, the greatest professions you could possibly have. And then I've learned a lot of patience. And, and I think that when we do return, um, I'm just going to appreciate things just a little bit more. I'm going to appreciate walking out onto the field, having an opportunity to stand in front of those kids and talk to them about the daily lessons or what we're trying to accomplish. Um, and I cannot wait. Uh, to be able to have our first practice and give a little speech at the end and, and tell them, hey, fellas, how lucky are we to be back here? And don't ever take things for granted. So that, those are going to be some important messages. And I, I've already planned on, on some of those things I'm going to tell my guys. Yeah, how good will it feel? Jason Negro is on the line. St. John Bosco, the High School Football America Mythical National Champs. They were across the board on every ranking service, which was great. And uh, folks out there listening, and uh, and I know there's a lot of Bosco fans out there. I, I know a little bit more about you than most because I had your mm-hmm. wife on the podcast years ago yep. and she she yep. shared she shared some you know little secrets during that that podcast of course and uh you know obviously uh we we always tout how much women the wives mean the girlfriends or the wives depending what the case is yep. or to a coach's uh success and all that so I'm just going to ask this because it's kind of a funny question uh what's it going to be like <laughs> the first time you walk back into Disneyland because I know you like that <laughs> uh, yeah you know what uh it is killing us I mean we're annual pass holders um, we have annual passes and, and every time we get a notification from Disneyland saying that they're going to extend our pass as long as this thing keeps going. Um, it's just glorious because, uh, I have two daughters, you know, so having a, being a football coach with daughters, I don't have any sons. Um, it's just a time for me to be able to spend with my family. Um, they really enjoy it. It's a time for me to kind of get away and mentally escape, you know, from, from the daily grind of, of trying to be a football coach and all the expectations that we have as a program and, you know, trying to, to meet those expectations isn't always easy. So to have an outlet like that, and, and God bless for the Disney uh, Plus channel, that, that, that has helped us uh, here in the Negro house a little bit. But um, you're right. I mean, to be able to step foot back into the public place like that um, is going to be very, very sweet, um, you know, for us to be able to enjoy. And uh, I'm looking forward to, to that. I, I can tell you that. Well, you know, it's taken me several. You got to give me some credit. I could have worked that one in really, really quickly, but I, I, I let it hang for about four years before I brought it back around. Jason Negro was I on know. the line. <laughs> St. Yeah. John Bosco, uh, what a program he's built out there, and and he's just done a, a marvelous job. It's his alma mater, and um, I, I joked about the YouTube thing. So what are we all doing, doing here? We're cooking more. We're staying away from people more. But uh, I noticed, uh, like I said, if this coaching thing doesn't work out for you. You might have a, a job as an actor. I'll, I'll put up some links for the people that see the story on highschoolfootballamerica.com, but what are you doing for the brave nation there to keep them uh, <laughs> their, their thirst quenched for, for Jason Negro <laughs> what he's doing? Well, I mean, the funny thing is, is it kind of started as a joke. Um, you know, when, when your profession is, is pretty much taken away from you, then all of a sudden you have to kind of tap into your un you know, unused resources or your, un, uh, you know, kind of your hidden talent. So, um, no, um, I, I was at school one day and I, and I, and I opened the door to my equipment room and, and I really hadn't spent a whole lot of time in there since our last game. And I started thinking, man, you know, wonder if I can, uh, create some content that, that might be interesting, you know, 
that's not necessarily football related, but it's going to give the people an opportunity to kind of see a little bit behind the scenes. So I communicated uh, uh, with my operations manager, um, Jesse, you, you, you've met her before and, and know the impact. Yeah. The, yeah. She's amazing. So to, to, to see the, um, you know, kind of some random things by her and, and we started to brainstorm a little bit um, on some content and what we can do um, just to try to provide um, a, a little bit of, of humor, a little bit of um, normalcy to, to our, to our community and, and give them an opportunity to see our campus in a different light. So basically what I do is I kind of walk around campus when I'm there because um, I do have to go in. I mean, a football coach still um, has some essential things that need to be done between now and summer leading into the fall. So there's a lot of work that still needs to be done and, and, and I'm working by myself. So I go in and um, and then, you know, her and I have kind of come up with some ideas and, and things like that. So I, I put all the stuff together and, um, I'll, 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 I'll get it, I'll send it all over. And, and, and she works with, with her editing crew and, and gets it all taken care of and, and, and puts it all, uh, um, you know, puts it all in, in the, in the video. And then we kind of post it and we've gotten a lot of positive responses for it. I'm trying to do something different, you know, it seems like everybody's putting a challenge out there for this or that and, you know, that's not what I wanted to do. I just basically wanted to tell a little bit of the history and some stories about Bosco football and our school as a whole. And it's being very effective and we're getting a lot of positive feedback. So if we're providing a little bit of, you know, happy content for people, it's something that, that I'm really excited about. And we're going to continue doing episode four is coming up. So stay tuned. <laughs> I love it. Well, <laughs> well, having been a person that since he was 14 years old has been uh, behind a microphone or in front of the camera, I'm going to ask you the, the real question that we all have to deal with. Do you, do you like your voice? Do you like the way you look? I mean, come on, critique yourself no. here. How good are you? <laughs> no, I, you know what? I don't like the way that I look. Or I don't like the way that I sound. I, I, I absolutely hate it. That's why I don't do any of the editing. I just do it and I send it and I let her, cut it all up and, and do that. And if you notice a lot, a lot of the, the video is from the neck up because um, this has been a very um, gluttonous time for us here since we're sitting at home, not a whole lot of activity, just a lot of eating. So um, a lot of the content is neck up. So uh, <laughs> trying Good. to keep my chin up high and making sure people can, uh, can see just limited uh, sights of me, but it, it's, it's been fun. I, I really enjoyed it. I'm getting a lot of like I said, positive feedback from it, and people are asking for more. So we're going to continue to provide content, um, and then we'll see where it goes. And maybe I'll get some sponsors out of this and help pay for all this content. <laughs> there you go. And, and you can always Facetime Trish, and she'll help you out with your makeup yeah. if you need any. You know, contouring, and you know, you can do makeup yeah. things, and you can look a little bit thinner. I, I try it all the time because I could use a pound or three off. But anyway, Jason Negro on the line. We're having a lot of fun here tonight, and uh, obviously a serious situation out here. But as I've been telling everybody over the last month, Jason, you know, this podcast is meant to um, take our minds off, at least for a few minutes, of what's going on out there. We do know the seriousness of it. And uh, you've had all this time to think, and I I would think one of the biggest questions you're going to get, and you've had to do this in the past because you've had some decent quarterbacks here at St. John Bosco. Uh, you got a little hole there, right? <laughs> you probably had some time to think about it. The people around the nation probably want to know, who's the next great quarterback out of St. John Bosco? Do you have anybody uh, knocking on the door for number one this early? Well, you know what, I, I think that that's probably one of the most difficult things uh, that we're facing right now as a staff is, um, you know, we know from a mental standpoint that our kids are not missing a beat. I mean, our coach and uh, our quarterback coach, offensive coordinator, Stephen Lowe, has been having our normal um, installation meetings with our quarterbacks. And, and, and basically, it's been kind of a blessing for us because we can do a lot of teaching uh, because we obviously have a lot of time on our hands. Um, so from the teaching standpoint, 
Um, our kids are going to probably be well ahead of where we would have been in the past, even with the returning quarterbacks, because they can focus on, on just football right now. You know, it's not like there's a whole lot of distractions. There's no other second sport going on right now in terms of uh, monopolizing some of their time. And, you know, the schooling obviously is cut down a little bit from what it is when you're normally going into classes. So we're going to use it as an advantage. And, and our kids have done a really good job of um, becoming um, present every single one of these meetings. We have about six or seven kids right now that are going to compete for the job. We do not have a front runner. I mean, we obviously have kids that have varying talent levels, um, but there's a lot of intangibles that go into it as well. And, you know, to try to replace um, a, a DJ, a Josh Rosen, a Quentin Davis, a Real Mitchell is, is not easy, you know, and, and, and we've had, like you said, some really good guys over the last, you know, six, seven years that I've been the head coach at St. John Bosco and, for the next guy, he certainly has some enormous shoes to feel. Uh, and and, and I, I, part of me is like, gosh, you know, I feel bad for the guy that's <laughs> yeah. got to step in and take the first step after DJ. But um, our kids are challenged and, and, and they're competitive. And that's one of the things I really like about this group is they all have stepped up. They all want to be the next guy, regardless of, uh, of their abilities and, and things like that, knowing that they're probably not all five-star guys, but you don't need to be. Um, if you just do your job and you're coachable, um, and you're effective in what we ask you to do in our system, we're going to be really talented in so many different areas that our quarterbacks are not going to miss a beat. Our production offensively, we expect it to be just what it was in the past. And um, we know that there's only so many yards that, that you can gain and so many points you can gain in a 48-minute period. So as long as we're um, you know, competitive and, and we're protecting the football and, and getting it to our playmakers, because we certainly have a lot of those, I think we're going to be super successful. So the quarterback position is not as, as, as scary a situation for me and my staff as it might be to the public. Yeah, no, and, and you've said that from day one when I met you back in 2012. Uh, system and uh, all you got to do is, you know, make sure you know what the system is and, and you got some good support around. So let's let's talk about some of those kids. Uh, uh, I know it's early. I, I know you, you're not in spring ball and all that, but who are some of the kids you expect things from, not only on the field, but in that leadership role, which I know is key for you? You know, that's going to be interesting, and I think that's going to be the biggest um, challenge for our, our program right now is from a leadership standpoint, and part of it is the fact that we lost some incredible people, you know, losing DJ, losing Court Williams, Logan Loya, um, you know, some of those guys like that, uh, Kobe Pepe. I mean, there's so many kids that we lost. Drake Metcalf's another one I, that comes to mind. I mean, I could go on and on about the 36 seniors that we're losing off of this football team, but you know, we've built a culture and, and hopefully that culture is able to, um, you know, kind of, um, you know, disseminate down to the, to the younger guys and they understand what the expectations are. And now the seniors that are stepping up in that role um, are going to have, you know, you know, again, big shoes to fill and they're going to have a responsibility like no other because they've had an additional challenge placed upon them. They haven't been able to develop, you know, team chemistry or leadership, you know, role right now because, everyone's isolated. Everybody's at home. We're not around each other and they can't go out there on the field and lead by example or, or say those magical words at the end of a workout about, you know, how important it is to be lifting hard in March and April because it's going to prepare us for games in November and December. So this group, I'm actually going to be really surprised to, to, to see how they're able to step up and how they're going to be able to refine and kind of adapt or alter their leadership abilities because it's going to be challenging. And I'm super excited about that because as a coach, you always want to find challenging moments and opportunities uh, to get better and opportunities uh, to display how you can, you know, adjust and adapt as, as an individual. So 
Um, what one thing that we're going to do is we're going to have starting next week. Uh, part of our spring ball is going to be a senior only meeting with myself uh, and our seniors, and we'll all get on a video together and and we'll all talk about you know the challenges that we're going to you know have moving forward. And once we do come back, how we can establish that chemistry and, and the ability for us to become a team, and and certainly going to be fun and, and exciting. And I think the teams and the coaching staffs that are able to do it the best are going to be the most successful come the fall. Yeah, and you're going to see leadership. Uh, by you know, kids know the technology, right? Probably more so than the old guy coaches and all that. So I keep saying to all the coaches, you may be seeing some kids that really step up that you may not have known just because they're technologically sound. Uh, talking with Jason Negro, he is the head exactly. coach at St. John Bosco and a budding YouTube star. As we uh, move through <laughs> toward the end of the conversation here, and we appreciate Coach taking the time out of his busy, sun-soaked schedule at this point. I guess. <laughs> but anyway, um, and, and and you know I respect you, and we we've already announced some sure. of the 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 uh, big games you have the the interstate games and I know you're also you know kind of confined by that but you, in addition to the Trinity League which we know is rock solid I don't know what you can tell me as far as who's there we've got it there but I don't want to put you in a position but you've got a pretty good non-league schedule let's put it that way what are, what are you looking forward to on it you know we are we're really excited um, you know and the hard part about the non-league schedule for us right now going into the 2020 season is we just don't know you know, when we're going to be able to start. And the thing that's going to be super difficult for us, since we are going to probably have to play, you know, four or five games with out-of-state opponents, is I think every state's going to be on their own timeline. And I don't know how uh, travel is going to be affected. I mean, you know, here we sit in April, and uh, like you said, I'm sitting in my backyard, and it's nice and sunny, and everything seems great. Uh, but there might be travel restrictions and school districts might not allow people uh, to travel and get on airplanes, and you may not be able to... Um, stay in hotels. And so there's going to be a lot of challenges. And I think right now, um, you know, our, our schedule is a little organic. You know, we've got some teams um, scheduled, uh, you know, and some teams kind of penciled in and we're just kind of playing the waiting game. So um, I do know that, that we will have a competitive schedule. We're going to play a national schedule like we normally do. Um, that's one thing at St. John Bosco is we're not going to, you know, shy away from competition. I'm not afraid to, to go out and challenge ourselves in, in tough cities and tough states. Uh, to go try to see how talented of a football team we are, regardless of what we have coming back or what left our program. I'm not afraid to lose games. We're going to go out there and be competitive. We're going to battle. We're going to fight. Um, and at the end of the day, if you want to be a national champion, you need to go play those people and, and, and you need to go win games uh, and put your kids in position. And that's what our kids want. And that's what they aspire to have at our school. And that's the reason why we're going to continue to give them um, those opportunities and, and lay it on the line and, and, you know, and let it go. And that's what we're going to do. And, and, uh, you know, hopefully we'll get a little bit more clarity as we move through um, the next couple of months to where we can establish what our schedule is going to be. And then we can release it to the public and, and get some people excited because I guarantee you there's some, there's some matchups that people are going to kind of shake well, you their know, head about. You know, the, the little flies on the wall told me, so we've got a couple up there anyway. I'm, <laughs> I'm excited to see what it is. But again, I, yeah. I, re- I respect you too much to put you in that position. Two questions before we go away. Um, what do you mm-hmm. think it's going to take? Um, to get to the point where um, we're going to have where kids can get out there and start practicing and doing the things that they need to do to be ready for a season. And I know that's probably a question above your pay grade as a coach, but I mean, mm-hmm. what do you think about that? Is that a fair question to throw to you? Well, yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a, fair, it's a very fair question. And, you know, if you were to ask me, I would say, hey, look, let's get back out on the field. Let's go, <laughs> you know, but um, I'm not a medical professional and I don't pretend to be one. 
So I think what I'm going to do, obviously, is I'm going to defer to the professionals and I'm going to sit there and listen um, to what they have. We're going to continue uh, to operate in, with safe measures and to try to communicate with our kids uh, on what it's going to take for us to get back sooner than later. So um, the biggest thing is um, I want to I, I want to make sure, uh, again, that I'm keeping the health and the safety of my players and my staff um, at the forefront. Um, but I think you know, one of the things that we have discussed, especially with my coordinators, is when we are able to come back and however that does look, you know, how are we going to approach it? Because these kids have been sitting around, they haven't been doing a whole lot. And then all of a sudden, you have to be very careful with how you're, you know, breaking them in, so to speak, because you certainly don't want to, you know, blow it out of the water and, and go 100% from day one because you're going to get kids hurt and that's going to affect their season too. So there's a lot of science that's going to go into it. We're researching it a lot. We're spending some time, you know, communicating with the collegiate coaches and their strength and conditioning programs to find out what it's going to look like when we come back and how we're going to be able to alter our practices uh, in, the, in the best interest of our kids. So, it, it, like I said, it's a science. We're learning. It's an educational um, ex, you know, opportunity for us to get better. And, and we're certainly using all the resources that we have at Bosco and, and the reputation that we have across the country uh, to try to put our kids in the best position possible when we do return. Yep, safety first. Jason Negro on the line, St. John Bosco. One more question for you, Coach, and I, I know you won't duck this one either. I mean, there are places, especially the warmer weather places, the states where football mm-hmm. is A, important, and B, can be played yep. in a January or a February. I'm just wondering, A, what you think about that, and, and, and B, how that impacts, as you stated earlier, you know, like with all these, you know, these spring sport kids that are just being, excuse mm-hmm. my language, screwed out of a, you know, out of maybe sure. the last game and all that. Uh, how, how do you feel about that? How, if you could do it and how you would feel about the other coaches that are going to be affected dramatically by the fact that football could be played in January, February, whatever. Sure. I think, you know, everybody knows football is kind of the leading force behind all sports in America. I mean, I think it's obviously it's the largest participated game. It's the one that's most popular. And people certainly want to see that being played no matter what time it is. And as a coach, selfishly, I would say, I shoot, I don't care. I'll play in January, February, March. It doesn't matter to me. Just, just, you know, give us enough time to be able to prepare. Give us the resources that we need in the stadium and we'll go play. Um, you know, but I will tell you this, that I definitely don't want to infringe on my colleagues and I don't want to affect their seasons uh, because mine might just feel like it's a little bit more important than theirs. Um, I think that when you're on a school and you talk about being a team and you talk about being a community, um, that you all have to do your part uh, to be respectful for everybody. And um, I certainly would not want to see football blend into basketball season, which might affect our basketball coaches or our soccer programs, wrestling. Uh, and then I definitely don't want our season to have to, um, you know, push into the spring to where our baseball program, track and field and things like that are going to be affected because the kids are going to stay in football because that might be their primary sport. So um, at the end of the day, again, I- I'm going to let the people that-, that make a little bit more money than me and have a little <laughs> bit better opportunity to make decisions, uh, make those decisions, and we're just going to roll with it. One thing we won't do at Bosco is we're not going to make excuses. We're not going to, you know, play the blame game. We're not going to make excuses if we come out and we stink in our first five weeks and, and-, and we're limping going into league and-, and things like that. That's that's not something that we're going to do. We're going to be a competitive group. We're going we're gonna to continue to work hard uh, to try to provide – uh, you know, the best possible football platform that we can at our school and give our kids an opportunity to display their talents so they can continue to move on to the next level. Uh, and we're going to be competitive and we're going to fight in every single game that we have. So however that looks come the fall, 
winter or even spring. Um, you know, when those challenges arise, um, I guess yeah, one thing I will tell you is St. John Bosco High School and our football program will rise to the occasion. <laughs> I have no doubt about that. Well, Coach, I know you're uh, getting ready for a for a, a coaching meeting there, uh, the new style, you know, Zoom or whatever you're using. But I really yeah. appreciate you taking the time out of your busy schedule, especially now that you're a coach and a YouTube star. And I just uh, again <laughs> want you want you guys to stay safe and healthy out there, and uh, look forward to the time when we can talk about uh, what happened on the field rather than what's going on off the field, and stay safe and. and Thank you for your friendship. Absolutely, Jeff. I really appreciate it. Uh, it's good to hear your voice. Um, tell Trish I said hello. You guys stay safe at home. Enjoy your meals and, and time together. And before you know it, you know we'll be able to get out there and have a lot of fun and be able to get our lives back. Um, and and you know, I want to thank everybody in the country, you know, for setting up all these different types of coaching clinics and conferences and podcasts and things like that. Because uh, you know, having the opportunity to learn from some really talented people um, has been fun over the last you know month and a half. So. Um, it, it's a great new normal, but we're going to continue doing what we're doing. And like you said, we'll, we'll get ready for the fall. And when we do, uh, we're going to hit the ground running. Make sure you keep up with all the news throughout the day from around the nation by following us on all of our social media platforms. Twitter, we have 17,600 followers. Thank you for that. Our handle there is HSFB America. Follow us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash high school football America. And our handle on Instagram, Pinterest, and LinkedIn is also High School Football America. The High School Football America podcast is brought to you by GameStrat, America's premier sideline instant replay system, and it has outstanding reliability and great customer service. Plus, it has different plans priced right for every coach's budget. To get a demo, go to GameStrat.com or click on the GameStrat banner ad located on every page of HighSchoolFootballAmerica.com. I'm Jeff Fisher, and you've been listening to the High School Football America podcast.